Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott. I am your host, and today I'm giving you a special edition of the podcast. Uh, We're not going to be reviewing any one series today. I figure since it's a new year and we've got another week or so until the roundtable discussion for Hawkeye that I would put together something for the entire year, kind of, you know, summing up 2021 with something that hopefully you guys find entertaining and pretty cool. Uh, So what I've done is I decided I was going to rank all nine of the MCU properties that came out in 2021. That's the movies, the series, everything that was released. Because 2021 was a huge year. We may never get another year as big. I think it's going to be close in 2022, uh, but I don't think they're going to exceed nine releases. It's pretty pretty crazy that they even did it. Um, Obviously, a lot of it is because 2020, a lot of things were delayed you know, that were supposed to come out. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision. These things were supposed to come out in 2020, along with uh, Black Widow and possibly some other things. So a lot of things got pushed into 2021. Um, And and you know what? I I couldn't be happier with the year we got. We needed a year jam-packed with MCU content after going all of 2020 with nothing to enjoy. All right, guys, so... Uh, Hopefully you enjoy this. Let me know. I'd love to get your feedback. I don't know if you guys are going to agree. I have a feeling that you will not agree with a lot of these picks, uh, but I've tried my best to rank them from, you know, the ones I enjoyed least to the ones I enjoyed the absolute most. But I'd love to get your feedback. So, you know, you can always get a hold of me at RealBrettScott on Instagram or Twitter, or you can email the show directly at MarvelPlusPodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's jump in to my top nine MCU films and series of 2021. At number nine is a film that I enjoyed very much, but it didn't give me quite as much as the other properties, and that is Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was a great film and a great beginning, really, to a new era in the MCU. One that I was actually kind of worried about. You know, I was worried that what the MCU would be like after Endgame. You know, I was worried that the series wouldn't work out, and I was worried that, that I wouldn't like the new characters. I was worried that it just had too much to live up to. But I was perfectly happy with Shang-Chi. The only part about the film that I could have done without. And, and it's kind of a big deal. You know, that's why it puts it at the bottom. But that, that's the ending. I didn't like the dragons. Now look, I, I enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed the martial arts, the fight choreography. And I enjoyed the characters and the story. I just didn't like the dragon writing in the end. And that, you know, it, as seemingly small of a nitpick as it is, is the main reason I have it in last place. I told you, these are all great. But unfortunately... This one did less for me than the other films and series. 
All right. Now, number eight is probably going to piss a lot of people off. And while Loki did so much to further the greater MCU storyline by opening up the multiverse, there was one main component of this series that I just couldn't buy into. And that was the Loki-Sylvie relationship. You know, and, and not just because it was weird, not the, the concept was weird, you know, of two people that are the same person falling in love with one another, but, you know, I just didn't feel that they had much chemistry, you know, I got, and I got pretty bored. Got pretty bored with their story, and since that was like the centerpiece to the series, inevitably, it drops it down near the bottom for me. It was a great series. Uh, I loved almost everything about it, except for the relationship. Um, and and so, yeah, Lo- Loki was great. You know, very cool ending. We got an introduction to Kang, or at least a version of Kang, a Kang variant. And, and I rather enjoyed seeing the different Loki variants. I was hoping for a little more time travel, you know, which is one of my favorite things in, in sci-fi and, and, and fantasy and nerd-dumb, geek-dumb, I guess. Uh, but, but the main thing holding this series back for me was the Loki and Sylvie romance. All right. If I haven't lost you yet, <laughs> number seven might change your mind. I, I don't know. Um, I have, at number seven, the animated anthology series, What If? And to be honest, I absolutely loved this series. The only reason it's not at the top of the list, is the inconsistency. You know, some episodes were mind-blowing, amazing, like like the Doctor Strange episode, the Zombies episode, and several others. But there, was a f- there were a few that really kind of brought the series down a bit, in my opinion, and, and also, you know, in retrospect. Now, I'm not sure of this, but I kind of feel like it might have been a better series if it was treated like a straight-up anthology, and, you know, didn't intertwine the stories and universes by the end. You know, at first, I absolutely loved this idea, but honestly, now, looking back, uh, it might have been nice to just have this one series that didn't connect to anything. And if anything wasn't going to connect it to the wider universe, this should have been the series to do it. All right, next up at number six, we have WandaVision. And I'm sure a lot of you will disagree with this. Um, <laughs> honestly, it, it was a hard one to place for me. And it may even just be recency bias. You know, I, maybe that's why I have it so low. You know, it was the first series out, and it's been the longest since I've rewatched. But I, I will say that I loved the premise of the series. I loved the journey through sitcom time that we got to take as an audience. And I loved the week-to-week mystery of the show. Uh the introduction to Catherine Hahn as Agatha, amazing. Uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, fantastic. The only thing that I think was a negative for this show was the finale. You know, I really didn't enjoy the, f- the final showdown between Wanda and Agatha. I, th- I thought it was pretty lame. And if I'm being honest, and while they did so much, you know, incredibly right, not sticking the landing, unfortunately, was enough to put WandaVision in the bottom half of my rankings. Okay, moving on, number five. And some of you have to disagree with this. Uh, The the, the critic and audience ratings for this film were extremely subpar for an MCU outing. Uh, I I believe 
this is probably one of the lowest rated movies of the entire MCU. And while I agree that the film felt very different from the rest of the MCU, um, it's also kind of what I loved about it. You know, it, it did feel a little different at times. You know, I, I've compared it to the DCEU films. You know, it just felt bigger and more grand. It felt darker. Um, I loved almost all the characters in this movie. Uh, I felt the film was executed very well. The only thing keeping it from the top spot for me is that I believe some of the casting was a little off. I, I didn't love Cersei. That, that's probably the main the main point. Uh, you know, I feel like I probably should have loved her as she was like the main focus throughout. And if there was a lead character, it was her, you know, and she wasn't my favorite of the bunch. Not even close. She was probably my least favorite character in the movie. But yes, overall, I really enjoyed Eternals. And for me, it falls somewhere right in the middle of everything that came out this year. So for me, it's number five. All right, number four. Now we're getting to some of my absolute favorite stuff that I watched this year. And for many of you, this will come as a surprise as well. Uh, My number four is Black Widow. Right off the rip, this movie grabbed me with that opening sequence that reminded me so much of Americans on FX. Um, that's, that's a show I absolutely adore, and I highly recommend you check it out if you haven't. In addition to that um, awesome opening, I, I thought it was a great story, and I thought the action was fantastic, and I think Yelena is a wonderful addition to the MCU and one of my favorite characters to come out of 2021. The only thing I didn't love about the film was, again, the final action sequence, the finale, which, like Shang-Chi, I think it was too much. The rest of the film felt very grounded, very almost realistic, but when it comes to fighting on falling debris, while falling thousands of feet through the sky, hurtling towards Earth, and several people end up surviving, and not only surviving, but landing relatively unscathed, I just can't suspend my disbelief quite that far. So, again, the ending of this film is what kept it from the top of the list. Now, number three was one of my favorite things about this entire year, and I honestly have nothing negative to say about it. And, and I've gotten a lot of flack for this. You know, most of the times when I've put up a poll on social media, this series is dead last. You know, everyone else picks it last, but The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I thought, was a masterpiece, especially considering all the COVID complications with filming and the fact that they had to basically remove an entire storyline from the series, I thought, even with doing that, it still turned out so brilliant. It did exactly what it set out to do, which was tell a badass story, introduce some really cool characters, namely John Walker, who I absolutely loved. But the main thing it did is convince the world and Sam Wilson that he is Captain America. Like I said, most people disagree with me, and I'm okay with that. You know, I get it. It's not as fantastic, it's not as magic, it's not as cosmic as some of the other series, but it does what I love. It tells a grounded, complete story and has some fantastic character moments. All right, listen. Number two and number one on my list are probably interchangeable depending on my mood. Because number two came as a complete surprise. I was not expecting this series to be so damn good. But Hawkeye was one of the absolute best things I've seen all year. Jeremy Renner was fantastic. Haley Steinfeld, 
prove to the world that she deserves a place in the MCU. Oh yeah. And and the best thing about Black Widow, Yelena shows up. Oh yeah. And we got Vincent fucking D'Onofrio back as Wilson Fisk. Holy shit. Because of that, this series made me go back and rewatch all three seasons of Daredevil, two seasons of The Punisher, and read the Matt Fraction Hawkeye series. And there, I found out just how much they adapted directly from the comics in this series. Everything from like color scheme, to the title card, to exact bits of dialogue. This might be the truest and closest comic adaptation in the history of comic book adaptations. Second, maybe only to something like Sin City or 300, which is pretty spot on. Now, as I said, number two could likely be interchanged with number one, but for me, my number one and the best MCU property of 2021 is, and I'm sure it's no surprise, Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, duh. I, this movie, it, it, it just, it did so much. It delivered on everything that it promised without actually promising anything at all. Speculation was through the roof all year, which a lot of times makes for a lot of disappointment when a film is finally released, but this film did not disappoint in any way whatsoever. They did everything right, they did everything we expected, and so much more. With the added twist of the death that affects Peter Parker in this Marvel Cinematic Universe version of the Spider-Man story. And finally, getting to hear that iconic line that we've been waiting for. This film did it all for me. And much like Hawkeye, I can see no real flaws. Uh, you know, and, and the ending has me wondering, you know, what the hell they could possibly do next. Because with the setup that they put in place, I, I feel like the possibilities are endless. And I hope we get to see Tom Holland continue in the role for at least a couple more films to see where they take his character. All right, ladies and gents, that is going to do it for my top nine MCU films and series of 2021. I know it's a little shorter episode than you're used to, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And I hope that it tides you over until we get together to do the Hawkeye Roundtable, which is coming up very soon. I'm trying to make it the biggest one yet. I'm trying to have the most guests we've ever had on a roundtable discussion. Stay tuned for that. Um, don't forget to rate or review the show. You can do that over on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, I will read it here on the show. Uh, also, you can now leave rate star ratings on Spotify. So you can't do a written review over there, but you can rate it from one to five stars, and I would greatly appreciate a five-star rating over there. Uh, if you are hurting for some Marvel Plus content, there is always the Marvel Plus Patreon. You throw a few bucks at the Patreon page and get a whole bunch of exclusive stuff over there. Video versions of the podcasts. Uh, coming soon, we're going to have merch over there, Marvel Plus merch, shirts and things like that, mugs. Um, and then there, there's whole other podcasts over there. You can listen to my Black Widow review or the Shang-Chi review I did with my son um, and, and a number of other ones and many more to come over there. So if you want to contribute and help the podcast, you can throw a couple bucks over there and get a whole bunch of exclusive content as well. All right. 
that's going to do it, guys. I will talk to you again very soon when we do the Hawkeye Roundtable discussion. As always, thank you for listening. My name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus.